Welcome to Stories of Iceland. This is the seventh episode and it's called The Deacon of Dark River. Iceland is in the North Atlantic, its capital city is Reykjavik. Iceland has many folk tales and I would like to dedicate this episode to my favourite ghost story. It is called The Deacon of Dark River or Djáknin á Myrkau. It is set in Hörgárdalur where the Bishop Guðmundur the Good was born. It is a valley in Eyjafjörður, not far from Akureyri. So, if you can picture Iceland as a sheep, it is in the fjord that cuts down the middle of the sheep's back. Hörgardalur is also the birthplace of my grandmother, so you can understand how a ghost story from her valley had a strong impact on me when I was just a small child. But the connection is actually deeper. An ancestor of mine called Thordur Sigfusson became the priest of Dark River in the year 1652. He was later succeeded by his son, Jón Thordarsson, who in turn was succeeded by his son-in-law, a man named Jón Ketelsson, who is said to have been well-liked, a good carpenter and bookbinder, but not an impressive or intelligent man. He died in 1751. So, for 99 years, my ancestors were the priests of Dark River. The last direct ancestor of mine connected to the church was Magnus Jonsson, a deacon at Dark River. But he wasn't the deacon of Dark River. I don't know if these forebearers of mine ever heard the story of the deacon of Dark River. It was only collected and published a century later. But there are sources that claim that a certain niece of Magnus the Deacon was a firm believer in the story. Before I start the tale, I have to mention a key element which revolves around the female name Gudrun. It means the rune of God, and supernatural beings in Icelandic folklore are unable to say names which include the word Guð or God. Now we can begin. The Deacon of Dark River A long time ago, a deacon lived at Dark River in Eyjafjörður. He was in love with a girl named Guðrún, who dwelt in a farm called Bæjisæl on the opposite side of the valley, separated from his house by a river. The deacon had a horse with a grey mane, which he was always in the habit of riding, and which he called Faxi. A short time before Yule, the deacon rode to the farm which his betrothed lived, 
and invited her to join in the Yule festivities at Dark River, promising to fetch her on Yuletide Eve. Some time before he had started out on this ride, there had been heavy snow and frost, but this very day there came so rapid a thaw that the river over which the deacon had safely ridden, trusting to the firmness of the ice, became impassable during the short time he spent with his betrothed. The floods rose, and huge masses of drift ice were whirled down the stream. When the deacon had left the farm, he rode on to the river, and being deep in thought, did not perceive at first the change that had taken place. However, as soon as he saw in what state the stream was, he rode up the banks until he came to a bridge of ice, on to which he spurred his horse. But when he arrived at the middle of the bridge, it broke beneath him, and he was drowned in the flood. <coughs> the next morning, a neighboring farmer saw the deacon's horse grazing in a field, but could discover nothing of its owner, whom he had seen the day before cross the river, but not return. He had once suspected what had occurred, and going down to the river, found the corpse of the deacon, which had drifted to the bank with all the flesh torn off the back of his head, and the bare white skull visible. So he brought the body back to Dark River, where it was buried a week before Yule. Up to Yuletide Eve, the river continued so swollen that no communication could take place between the dwellers on the opposite banks. But that morning it subsided, and Gudrun, utterly ignorant of the deacon's death, looked forward with joy to the festivities to which she had been invited by him. In the afternoon Gudrun began to dress in her best clothes, but before she had quite finished she heard a knock at the door of the farm. One of the maidservants opened the door, but seeing nobody there, thought it was because the night was not sufficiently light, for the moon was hidden for the time by the clouds. So saying, Wait there till I bring a light, went back into the house. But she had no sooner shut the outer door behind her than the knock was repeated. And Gudrun cried out from her room, It is someone waiting for me. As she had by this time finished dressing, she slipped only the sleeve of her winter cloak on, and threw the rest over her shoulders hurriedly. When she opened the door, she saw the well-known Faxi standing outside, and by him a man she knew to be the deacon. Without a word, he placed Gudrun on the horse and mounted in front of her himself, and off they rode. When they came to the river, it was frozen over, all except the current in the middle, which the frost had not yet hardened. The horse walked onto the ice and leaped over the black and rapid stream which flowed in the middle. 
At the same moment, the head of the deacon nodded forward so that his hat fell over his eyes and Gudrun saw the large patch of bare skull gleam white in the midst of his hair. Directly afterwards, a cloud moved from before the moon and the deacon said, The moon glides, a dead man rides. Do you see the white pats at the back of my head? Garun! Garun! Not a word more was spoken till they came to the Dark River farm where they dismounted. Then the man said, Wait here for me, Garun, Garun, while I'm taking Faxi, Faxi. Outside the hatches, hatches. When he had gone, Gudrun saw near her in the churchyard, where she was standing in open grave, and half sick with horror, she ran to the lit gate, and seizing the rope, told the bells with all her strength. But as she began to ring them, she felt someone grasp her and pull so fiercely at her cloak that it was torn off her, leaving only the one sleeve which she had thrust her arm before starting from home. Then, turning around, she saw the deacon jump headlong into the yawning grave with the tattered cloak in his hand and the heaps of earth on both sides fall in over him and close the grave up to the brink. Gudrun knew now that it was the deacon's ghost with whom she had to do, and continued ringing the bells till she roused all the farm servants at Dark River. The same night after Gudrun had got shelter at Dark River and was in bed, the deacon came again from his grave and endeavored to drag her away so that no one could sleep for the noise of their struggle. This was repeated every night for a fortnight, and Gudrun could never be left alone for a single instant lest the ghostly deacon should get the better of her. From time to time also, a neighboring priest came and sat on the edge of the bed, reading the Psalms of David to protect her from this ghostly persecution. But nothing availed till they sent for a man from Skarafjörður, skilled in witchcraft, who dug up a large stone from the field and placed it in the middle of the guest room at Dark River. When the deacon rose that night from his grave and came into the house to torment Gudrun, this man seized him and by uttering potent spells over him forced him beneath the stone and exorcised the passionate demon that possessed him, so that there he lies in peace to this day. But Gudrun was never the same again. Good. Wasn't it? The part of the story that always gets me is when Gudrun sees the back of the deacon's head and he reveals himself to be a supernatural being by saying Garun instead of Gudrun. I don't think it's really possible to get the same bone-chilling effect in English, so I have to recite it for you in Icelandic. 
Mánin líður, döðin ríður, sérð ekki hvítan blett í hnakka mínum. Garum, garum. As is the case with many folk tales, there are people who want to believe it literally. As proof, there was actually a large stone at Dark River, which was said to have been the one used to trap the deacon. The stone is also connected to one of the very first inhabitants of Dark River. This legendary 10th century figure was named Thorolfur Skolmsson and was called the Strong. He is said to have brought the stone down from the mountain. Thorolfur was known as a warrior who traveled to Norway where he fought beside the king Haakon the Good. Thorolver is said to have been as strong as the king and even saved his life, though the king later died from a wound he suffered in that battle. In the 19th century, a priest at Dark River found this stone where it had sunk into the ground. He asked around and was told the deacon was buried beneath it. The priest dug it up, and it is said that it would take four strong men to lift it. But of course, folktales are known to travel across borders and oceans. The story of the ghostly deacon has also been set in Troublemaker Valley. The fact that Dark River is a more popular setting for the tale is almost certainly because the name of the farm evokes a certain sinister mood which makes the story more effective. The story has been the subject of poems, songs, a short film and even an animated children's cartoon. To see and hear some of these, you can visit storiesoficeland.com. That is all for this episode. Please like, subscribe, review, share, retweet, and do whatever to spread the word. I am Olignesti Soliason, and this has been Stories of Iceland, The Deacon of Dark River. Thanks for listening.